Saludo mi gente. Welcome to Dismantling the Fuckery, the podcast where we deconstruct the illusion and unleash the fabulosity. I'm your host, Gohenna Angelique, your fierce neurodivergent Juyurican poet and an advocate for decolonial liberation. So get ready to dive into the messy, uncomfortable, and transformative work of dismantling the systems of oppression and the limiting beliefs that hold us back. We're here to reclaim our power, embrace our magic, and rise into fabulosity. So grab your cafe, your te, I don't know, maybe you need a shot, and let's get into some fuckery. Saludo mi gente, welcome to Dismantling the Fuckery podcast. This is Kohenet Angelique, your priestess in residence. Um, so I did the first one where we talked about what it means within the framework of priestessing liberation to heal the past. I want to step into uh, talking a bit about what I mean when I say embodying the present. There's this way that we live and it's one, it's our conditioning for sure, right? The layers of conditioning. And secondarily, there's also this way that even in spiritual community, well-being community, um, productivity community, most things are very future-oriented. And if not future-oriented, they are past-oriented. And what I discovered for myself, and this kind of happened with me for around uh, timeline um, understanding and perspective. And what I mean by that is I remember often finding myself when my kids were young being the person behind the camera trying to capture the memory in the moment. And if you're that person in your family, you know what I mean. To Only to discover that when I look back at the pictures, I wasn't in them. I was always busy trying to capture the moment and capture the moment and keep the memory frozen that I didn't get to be present fully, right? There was a sense of some presence, um, but there wasn't the the whole thing, right? Because I had to watch time and make sure, et cetera. And that was kind of my first like, oh, wait a minute, there's something off here around this type of movement because I'm not able to be present in the experience at a somatic level that I can refer to that memory because I was in it and not necessarily trying to capture it. There's that piece. The other piece that for me was a big like aha is hitting rock bottom. Um, I want to say like having an entire meltdown and realizing that so much of my own orientation has been in the extremes of either the past trying to heal that or the future where am I going what am I doing what I want to change you know the being better in the tomorrow and the piece of this that to me is so important in this framework is that one and I'm going to reiterate this throughout I really believe that we inherently have the capacity to live multidimensionally, to be and inhabit it fully, right? And because we do have that capacity and it's often conditioned out of us by these layers of whether it's ancestral, whether it's family of origin, societal, right? Like there's so many layers around that. And there's ways that we, this is... Let me say, this is how we become disembodied. This is how we become disconnected because we're reaching to either or in a very linear concept type of way. 
that also has us waiting for a future moment that is different than this one. And while theoretically we say, no, this is good. You know, you have to plan for a future. Hope is part of a future, that type of thing. And it's, you know, good for humans or whatever. Um, I find some of that just a little suspect and a little wonky in the way that, again, you're not here now. There are no guarantees for tomorrow. And this, you know, my parents passing, um, transitioning really gave me a deeper teaching with this because they, of course, they did not plan for the way they exited this plane. Um, and they also did not account for the, um, the process that they experienced on their way in the transition. And so this crazy, and death is supposed to do this. It not, it's not supposed to be, death can be very complex and traumatic for sure. And so that's a different conversation. And, and for me, my parents' deaths were that. But there's also this piece around understanding that it, death has this natural teaching around presence, around not taking life for granted, and also like... If you, if you have a shot, it just reminds me of Eminem, you know, that one shot, that one time, then you got to take it to its fullest. How do we do that without being disembodied? How do we, how do we stay in this present moment with gratitude, with presence that allows us to notice what's around us already, what is available and simultaneously do the work of healing the past and simultaneously casting visions into the future that we can inhabit the sensation of now, right? Right. And I feel like to embody the present, then we need practices, we need rituals, we need conversations that have us come helping us come back to here and now. You know, how are you feeling seems like such a foolish question. But if you're asking somebody, how are you feeling now? What sensations are coming through and are present for you now? That's an entirely different conversation. And so noticing in the texture of all of this that what we we need to create practices we need to create our lives in such a way that it can hold for the moving between these particular realms and you know as i said i i, I believe that time whatever the construct of the thing is you know we have this condition when that's very linear but it's actually very dynamic very cyclical circular right and uh, or as we call it in our kohenic community spiral linear Right, because it has this ebb and flow to it while it simultaneously is interconnecting to other cycles and other seasons. And so how do we right here and right now begin not just with gratitude, right? And that's what the gratitude lists are about, affirmations are about. It's about bringing us to the here now, affirming in the here now, the sensation or the hope, right? But I think, I think that contentment I'm like I'm so stuck in my word contentment in the present which to me is the fullest expression of gratitude right that uh, and we say this at Pesach um, you know we're like oh Passover is a Jewish holiday and as we do the the Seder um, we get to that part where we talk about the the sea of reeds and we talk about you know if we would if we would have been just set free Dayenu, it would have been enough if, you know, we would just have like manna in the morning, this, this, this dewy, delicious bread, um, it would have been enough, right? Like there's sufficiency 
and enoughness. And I think one of the root reasons why we struggle with enoughness and sufficiency is because we are, we are never cultivating enough attention to the here and the now. And when you're able to cultivate enough attention and intention for the here and the now, you're able to step into that sensation of like, oh no, right here, right now, I'm doing the best that I can. We're doing the best that we can. That doesn't mean that there's not room for growth. And that doesn't mean that there are not some things that need to be addressed. But right here, right now, I am both like, I'm happy in this area of my life, but struggling in this area. I'm noticing, you know, the the sun uh, the sunlight on my skin in this moment. I'm noticing the swaying of the trees and the sound of the wind in this moment. In this moment, I'm able to look at my loved ones, give them a hug and appreciate them. In this moment, I am not waiting for another. I am here now, but not with the urgency of fear, but the recognition that where I'm at right now is sufficient in that if it was the last moment, even if there's challenges, the things that are most important to you, right? If you're able to honor those, then you feel this moment is sufficient in that. And so creating practices that remind us to come back here now is part of this embodying the present, right? Thinking about rituals that help us remember every day that we get to choose to be present with our lives as it is in, in its unfolding and in its fullness, right? in its process. I don't have to run to somewhere else. And if you stay in the in, in just healing the past, you will get stuck there. Stuck in old narratives, stuck in old, you know, constraints, uh, stuck in old forms, stuck in a cycle in which you're unable to forgive yourself. You're unable to forgive anything or anyone for that matter. And your, your orientation is struggling for uh, this um, this this way that that frees you to grow forward in that in that sense, right? And so you can't stay in the past. And if you're in the future too much, if you're always hoping for another day, a better day, a much more, um, you know, when you get there, when the T's are crossed and the I's are dotted, then you are still not here. You will be. You're stuck in. And what's crazy about this is that you're stuck in a place that has not yet fully manifested, fully come to the tangible fruition, right? And so you're always over there in the tomorrow. And to me, again, there's nothing more precious than to bring ourselves back to presence here and now because the transformations that we're inhabiting in the here and now, the connection... The embodiment is the thing on which the past is being healed and the future is simultaneously unfolding in the same energetic texture. But if while you're here, your energetic texture is, um, I think of, you know, watching like the old school TV channels when you change them and you had to move the antenna um, left and right or put it by the window just to get a better reception. But when you're looking at the screen, it's like it's struggling to get a clear picture. And that's what happens when we are unable to be in this present moment, unable to see the beauty of what is here right now. It's like you're, you, there's too much distance. So when you choosing, when you are choosing to embody, when you are choosing to practice things that bring you back here now, when you're choosing to look at your loved ones every time as if the last time without the, um, 
without that texture, right? That urgent texture, but just it's, it's a grounding one. Then things transform and things are transforming as you're embodying the very thing that is the, the fundamental building blocks of your life, of our collective society. So coming to this place of understanding in a deep way that the gift here is that we are also to embody the present, using this piece of the framework to say that as we're working on our coaching, as you're reclaiming your throne, as you're walking yourself home, um, Right. As you're remembering who you are, you're able to still come back here now and not just look like, oh, I need to heal the past or just look at, oh, I need to change, like change my habits or change this or my perspective for the future. Right. Like you're not just doing that. We're not just looking at those pieces and tending to that. We're also being here now. We're pivoting, the coaching pivots based on the way you share with me what's showing up for you, what's coming up for you, so that the practice, the rituals, they're dynamic and in time and on time with where you are at. And so it's always coming back to the center. When you create this like trifecta vortex, right? You're healing the past. Uh, you're remembering your roots in a powerful and, and generative way. Simultaneously, you're here now, right? Like you're in your life right now, not missing a moment because you want to be somewhere else. And then you're also tracking in the way you're creating for a future, hoping not just for what's going to happen, but being in the hope of, right here and right now. And so you get to look at and see, oh, if I continue to, you know, operate through this action or in this way, I take action in this way, I can see the outcome. I can see that the outcome's going to be fill in the blank. And can you see the difference of that versus like, I'm creating a future that I can't actually really see the outcome I can't see how I'm getting there. I can't see the path there. And there's a duality to that because some of that is mystery and the other piece of that is the way we actually see the future and the way we engage hope. And so part of the journey in our coaching is always making sure that while we're thinking about the future, we're thinking about your liberation, your fabulosity, your authenticity, living into the fullness and all the expressions of your design. We're also saying, and right now you have a birthday coming up to your child's birthday this week. You have these other things. How are you? What's present? And what practices are needed to wake up and somatically say to your body, we're here now in this moment, right? So that's the other component of this particular framework. In the next episode, we'll talk about liberating our future and what that looks like and why that's like, again, the closing of this delicious alchemy around what it means to reclaim your sovereignty, what it means to dismantle the fuckery. What does it mean, right, to look at your life and say, I want to unleash my fabulosity. I want to be more full so that I can be the gift that I am to our collective and first and foremost to myself and my loved ones, right? That we get to be in dynamic relationship with the layers of our being and not just stuck in these one-dimensional, two-dimensional, three-dimensional, whatever the fuck you want to call it, <laughs> not just stuck in these particular like portals, but moving through with the grace that at any day, because you woke up that day and you pulled your Oracle deck and you 
told your loved ones you love them and you made yourself food and you made dinner and all of the things you did, you're like, oh my goddess, this is sufficient. This is enough. This is beautiful. And I'm so grateful. Right. And then when you turn your attention toward a future, you're not, it's not at the neglect of the past and it's surely not at the neglect of the present. And so we'll talk about that liberating our future, our future in the next episode. And if you want to step into reclaiming your sovereignty, I have a 12 week, uh, one-on-one coaching program running right now where you get to step in this, you know, three-month container with me. Uh, It's a weekly two-hour call and we move through what it means for you. This is designed specifically based on your uh, quantum human design chart, your way of being, your life now, right? It's designed specifically for you so that we move through it with such a powerful alchemy, such a powerful way. And so I will see you, I will see you, I will talk to you in the next episode of Dismantling the Fuckery. And the whole point here is that we take it apart, we deconstruct it so that we can be in our fullness unapologetically and with much gratitude and much presence. So I love you. Y hasta luego, mi gente. Bueno, mi gente. Thank you for joining me on this wild and liberating journey of dismantling the fuckery. Remember, we are the architects of our own liberation. And if you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to like, subscribe, and share it with your people. Do all the things. You know what it takes for us to keep these frequencies rolling. Together, we will transform the world from a place of fuckery into a realm of unapologetic fabulosity. Stay fierce, my loves, stay fabulous, and keep dismantling. And if you want me or need me, yes, you heard me say that right, you know where to find me at priestessingliberation.com. Nos vemos ahorita. Adiós.